Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. Hello, beautiful sunshine, and welcome back. Today, we were talking all about taking up space, how you can, why you should, and how it's necessary for you to take up all of the damn space that is yours. That is yours by birthright. That is yours simply because you exist on this planet at this time. And if you are catching this episode on the release date, it is just a few days before and currently during some of the major December holidays. Now, that wasn't my plan at the beginning of this month or the beginning of this quarter to have this episode come out, but divine timing exists, right? This is a a very dangerous time of year. This end of December, going into a new year, can be extremely dangerous because All of the external voices get louder. The marketing for the things that you quote unquote need in the new year, those diet plans, those training courses, those programs, all the things to make you different, to make you better, to make you bigger or smaller or just different. And... While this is not an episode on how I abhor New Year's resolutions unless they are properly used, which 90% of the time they are not, that's a statistic that I just made up. I don't know if that's the, the case or not. My guess is it is extremely close. This is an episode on really knowing yourself and taking up space. So why I say this time is a dangerous time of year is because unless you are living away, hidden and very carefully, intentionally consuming what you need to and want to, which I am a very strong proponent of, my guess is you are being flooded with messages of all the things that need doing, all the gifts that need buying, all the parties that need attending, all the things that everybody else wants from you, that everybody else requires from you. Then you're being flooded with all of the things that you need in the new year to make it right, to do it properly, to have the life of your dreams, because obviously that can't be the life that you have now, right? So my message to you today is simple. Take up space. The message may be simple. The application can be a lifetime in the making, a lifetime of trial and error and uncomfortable as hell growth and 
awkwardness and change and evolution and things that are messy. Taking up space can be extremely messy. So I guess what might be beneficial is to describe or explain what I mean by taking up space. Taking up space is simply being yourself, being yourself in all your magical glory. Whether that is as a quiet introvert who doesn't speak up much, but exists, whether that is as a loud, audacious, boisterous extrovert who is the life of the party and that's what fills you up, or if it's something in between. I believe that we all have all these different parts of us. We are spectrums, if nothing else. But we all get to take up space. We all get to ask for help. We all get to say, this is my dream. This is who I am. This is who I want to be. And this is what I'm doing. I'm not taking any questions at this time. And that's the important piece. I'm not taking anyone's opinion or questions or curiosities at this time. It's about allowing yourself to simply be. And it's not about being yourself unfiltered and saying whatever you want to say and being rude or confrontational for the sake of confrontational. We're not going out there and taking up space by sharing our trauma and sharing the triggers and triggering other people. No, no. It's not about being unfiltered. It's about being yourself, being purely expressed, as a friend of mine says, being purely expressed. And this pure expression will look different from person to person. It will look different from scenario to scenario. It can look different from moment to moment. But we need to take up space. We get to take up space. It is our birthright as creatures on this planet. It is our right as human beings to take up space, to be ourselves and to prioritize ourselves, to put ourselves first. Again, not in a me first, screw you mentality, but in a I need to take care of me so that I can show up for the things in my life that are important so that I can show up for the life I desire, so that I can actually enjoy my life. We weren't put on this earth to just do the things and push the buttons and clock in and out and put on shoes and do the dirty shit we don't want to do. We were put on this planet to enjoy our lives, to learn and to grow and evolve and change. And you must take up space. You must take up space. So I want to give a couple of different examples here in case this, in case this little ramp up is not, is not doing the trick for you and you need some more help bringing it into practical reality. So example number one is just a, a human being example. A couple of days ago, I had to go get some lab work done. I had to have my blood drawn for a couple of medical test updates. And I've been getting lab work for the last 18 years or so. I'm, I'm a champ. I'm a pro. I know what I'm doing. But in the last few years, 
for whatever reason, I don't know, I have started to have problems getting dizzy. I'll get faint or lightheaded. Um, and I really don't feel well when they have to pull my blood, especially if it's a fasting order. So I went about a week ago to get my lab work done. First thing in the morning, I go in, was a little bit dehydrated. I didn't know this obviously until after, otherwise I wouldn't have gone. And the very kind phlebotomist starts to draw my blood, except it was a trickle. There is nothing there. So she takes it out and she's getting ready to do the other arm and I can feel myself getting hot. I can feel myself starting to have the symptoms that this is not going to, this is not going to be good, right? I need to stop. So I said, hey, like I, I need a minute. I'm not sure this is a good idea. And she looked at me and she goes, okay, how are you feeling? And we talk, blah, blah. So she goes and she gets me some ice packs and she cools me down. Everything worked out. I'm fine. But she was saying to me, you know, this is very common. This happens. If you let us know ahead of time, us being phlebotomists, we can set you up so that you don't hit this point. We can take action so that you don't get to the point of feeling hot and like you're going to faint. So she goes and she tells me all the details. I'm like, okay, perfect. Thank you. I get better. I, you know, get up and leave. And then a few days later, I go back. Because after all, I, I need these, I need this blood work done so that my doctors can test things. So I go back a few days later, it's the same phlebotomist. I check in, I give her all my paperwork and I said, just FYI, I don't know if you remember me, but I had some issues on Saturday. I need, you know, this is what happens, blah, blah, blah. And I explained and she goes, perfect. Okay, great, I remember you, let me go get the gear. So for anyone who hasn't had their blood drawn, Typically, you are seated upright in a chair with one of your arms out, all the things, right? However, because I start to get faint and dizzy and lightheaded, instead, she took me to a separate room, laid me down on a table, put a heat pack on one elbow that they would be drawing from, put an ice pack under my neck, put an ice pack under my other arm's wrist, and talked to me the entire time. Distracted me, telling me about a brand new puppy that she had gotten and all these things. It was the easiest draw that I have had in probably four or five years. Super quick, had no problems. I couldn't feel myself getting flush. I felt perfectly fine. Was able to get up, walk out, was in and out in under five minutes. Whereas when I had gone previously, I was in there for probably 15 minutes feeling faint, feeling like I was going to pass out. Now, what does this story have to do with taking up space? This is a prime example of the need for us to put ourselves first and take up space, to ask for help when it is needed and when it is wanted, and to put our desires ahead of our fears. I went first thing in the morning, right? I had an 8.20 appointment. I went in and I told her, this is what I needed. This is what happens. This is what I was told could help me. Made it very clear that I needed additional support, that I needed different support. And she was super great. Went, did all the things, and I was able to walk out. Which meant 
by me going in and making sure that not only I had an appointment and wasn't just sitting there in the waiting room until they had an open spot, which would make my anxiety go up, which would make it easier for me to get faint and pass out and concerned and all these things, I made myself an appointment. Then I told her my needs. I verbalized outside of my body to someone who could actually assist me what my needs were. And she fulfilled them. Those are all things that I did for myself. Because what I desired that morning was to have a seamless, simple, easy, stress-free lab draw. And I got it. And I got it. Which meant that the rest of my day, I was in a better mood because I felt good. I felt safe. I felt not like I was going to pass out. I felt healthy. And I accomplished something that I needed to check off my to-do list. So that was a nice little hit too. It also made her day easier because yes, it may have taken an additional two and a half minutes to pull everything together. She may have had to have talked to me the entire time instead of possibly not saying many words if she wasn't in the mood. But I was in and out in less time, even with that additional support, than I would have been had I started to not feel well. So it gave the phlebotomist an easier morning because now she didn't have to deal with this woman who was possibly passing out. That made the waiting room take even longer and get even more full. When we take up space, it makes our lives better. It may not always make it easier. It may not always make it simpler, but it always makes our lives better. And it always makes the lives of those around us, of those impacted by us, easier. Again, it's not going to make it simpler. It's not always going to make it easier. It's going to piss off a lot of people who don't want us to take up space, who are inconvenienced by us taking up space. But who gives a shit? Truly, truly. If the people who don't want us to take up space, if the people who are inconvenienced by us putting ourselves first, by us showing up as our authentic selves, by us being us, if they're inconvenienced, who gives a flying fuck? They are clearly not in it for our best interest. They're clearly not supportive of us as the beautiful, magical, chaotic creatures that we are. So living your life to please them, living your life to ensure that they are comfortable, that their lives are easy, my dear, my dear, sweet sunshine. That is one of the fastest ways to guarantee that your light will always be dim, that your light will never be what you want it to be. Do not, do not 
live your life so that someone else is more comfortable, so that someone else is not inconvenienced. We are not here to make other people convenienced. We are here to be our pure, amazing, chaotic, messy selves. And we need to take the space to do that. We must take the space to do that. My next example is going to be business related. Is going to be business related because this is an entrepreneurship podcast as well as a feminist growth, liberate the women, grow the masses podcast. I've talked to a lot of women over the past few years who struggle with being visible, who struggle with feeling the value that they have in speaking to other women and supporting other people and in purely just just being visible. So the specific example I want to talk about when it comes to business is selling services, selling an offer that you have. Many, many women have a hard time selling an offer even when they are running for-profit businesses because it requires you to take up space. It requires you to stand up and say, hey guys, I have this incredible coaching package available to you. I have this incredible healers session available to you. I have this beautiful blah, 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 blah available to you. This is why it's really helpful. This is who it helps. This is the magic that happens in it. It is needed. When you sell an offer, it requires you to do that. Not necessarily in those words, of course, but it requires you to have that energy of this, this is good stuff. This offer right here, this is good stuff. This is helpful. This is transformative. This is really beneficial for the intended audience. It requires you to take up space because quite literally, when you stand up, right, physically stand up, you take up space. In the online world, when you create a post on social media, when you send an email, that is taking up digital space. That is kilobytes and megabytes and all the other bytes. That is taking up space. That is creating matter. That is creating mass. You take up space. You take up space on someone's phone as they're scrolling through Instagram. You take up space in somebody's podcast directory when you go on a a powerful rant about taking up space. You take up space. And it can be extremely difficult and often, oftentimes, damn near impossible to build a business and achieve your dreams and be that version of you if you don't take up the space to sell. But again, 
Just like my first example, when you sell your services, you are helping yourself. You are showing yourself and providing evidence that what you have is important, that you are committed to yourself, that you take the necessary action steps to commit to your dreams. That's powerful. That's life changing. And, and you help those you want to help. You allow your intended audience, your ideal clients, your community to know, hey, I have this offer that can support you in your growth, that can help you be the person you want to be, that can help you be that version of yourself that you are so deeply craving at a soul level. You give them the opportunity to invest in their dreams, to commit to themselves, and that changes their lives. That alone, regardless of the transformation that happens, regardless of the change that happens, that commitment alone, when someone invests with you, whether that is time, energy, or money, that commitment to themselves can change their lives which then has this massive ripple effect, right, of everyone they touch. And, and it helps support you in a practical reality 3D sense in that, yes, you might be getting money from it. Yes, you might be getting social proof or testimonials from it. It helps everyone involved. It helps everyone involved. And again, it doesn't make it easier. Maybe when you sell that offer, you need to get childcare so that your kid isn't screaming in the background of a workshop. Maybe when you sell that one hour session, you need to get get your husband out of the house so that he doesn't make noise. It doesn't mean that it makes everything easy. It makes everything better. It makes everything more aligned with the version of yourself and the version of your life that you want so badly. Again, it's wholly necessary to take up space. Wholly necessary to take up space. I could keep giving you examples for the whole rest of today, whether they were personal human examples, whether they were business examples, but I hope that you, I hope that you get my point. And I don't want to just give you examples and give you this big rallying cry to take up space and be you and do all these beautiful fucking things. Because I don't think that that's enough. I think many, many, many of you will understand the need to take up space. I think the more useful part is how to do that. So I want to give you a couple of tips on how to actually get yourself to the point that you can say, I'm not taking questions or opinions on my decisions at this time. Whether 
it's in those words or you say it differently, I want to give you some practical tips. First and foremost is to know what it is you want, to know who it is you want to be, so that you know what being purely expressed is. If you don't know if you actually want to set different boundaries or that you want to show up in a different way, you can't show up that way, right? So the first thing to know is you. So the first thing to do, the first tip I have for you is to know what it is you want, to know who it is, what it is that you want to be so that you know what kind of space you want to take up. The second thing, and this very much goes in tandem with the first, is to know that whatever you want is good. Whatever that space looks like to you is appropriate, is quote unquote right. We all have different ideas of the space we want to take up. I want to take up a lot of space. I will be speaking at thousands and thousands and thousands of person conferences and be doing intimate group workshops and retreats and private sessions and being on the radio and talking to millions of people. I want to take up big space. I have big things that I'm here to accomplish. And that is right for me. And there are days where all I want to do is snuggle in the corner of my couch, not talk to a living creature, and simply be. That the only space I want to take up that day is the corner of my couch underneath blankets. That's great. Perfect. Your idea of taking up space may be leading the PTA, maybe building an empire, maybe working your nine to five and then going home and meeting with 15 different extracurricular groups and leading and being a participant and just hanging out and being in community. Perfect, perfect. My space will not look like yours. Your space will not look like your best friends or your sisters or your cousins or your aunts. And it shouldn't. And it cannot. It might be similar. You might also want to speak in front of crowds of 15,000. You might also want to speak in stadiums and conventions and travel the world getting paid to motivate people, paid to get women standing up in their seats screaming, fuck yes. Perfect. Let's go, babe. Let's get this. Let's make this happen. You may also want to take up space in a country cottage in the woods where you talk to the trees and the animals, where you are off grid except for a couple of hours a day, 
perfect. Let's go, babe. Let's do it. Your space gets to be your space. But you have to let yourself be okay with it. You have to remove. And I know that I, I try really hard um, to make sure that I'm not saying that you should or that you need to or that you have to because I firmly believe that we are sovereign creatures and that we can do whatever the hell we want to do. So I am intentionally telling you that if you want to be the fullest, purest version of yourself, you need to be okay that that will look different. I am intentionally saying that you need to do that. You need to be okay with the fact that your space may look radically different than what your family tells you is proper, than what your culture, your community, your church, your society, your whatever tells you is proper or is the right path or is the whatever the fuck word they want to throw at you today. You must, must get yourself to the point that you are okay with that. And some days it will be harder than others. And some days you're going to sit there and cry and get angry and upset. And other days it's going to be easy peasy. You're going to be able to laugh and say, (laughs) I'm not taking opinions at this time. Person, back off. It's not about getting to this ideal mythological place that all these things are great and perfect and everything is easy peasy and you don't have to worry about a single thing. It's instead coming to this internal place of contentment, this internal space of self-assurance, of confidence, of strength, and of knowing beyond a shadow of a shadow of a doubt that you my dear sweet sunshine, are good and proper and exactly who and what you're supposed to be. So that's tip number two. (laughs) Tip number two is to be okay with being you and having your space be your space. And then the third tip and the last tip that I'll leave you with today is recruiting help. Recruiting help from those that you feel safe and comfortable with. Whether this is a partner, a best friend, a business acquaintance, (laughs) a coach, a mentor, a therapist, Whatever this looks like, your dogs, right? Like whatever this looks like to you. Communicating what your space is. Communicating what you want your space to be. And communicating that this is something that you are working towards and that you would appreciate and you welcome their constructive support. Many of you listening 
are, whether you subscribe to the terminology or not, many of you listening are generational curse breakers. You are changing your family story. You are changing your own story. And I say this confidently because those are the people I attract because that's who I am. Generational curse breaker, family story obliterator, among other things. And it can get lonely and it can feel really hard. And I hearken back to the fact that this is releasing a handful of days before Christmas when many people will be heading to families or to communities that may feel restrictive, may feel a little bit too tight, that may feel a little uncomfortable. It can feel really lonely sometimes to be that curse breaker, to be the one that's changing things. Which is why out of the three tips, the only three tips that I'm sharing with you today, which is why the final one is to find yourself community that supports you. Whether that is one person, whether that is a group of five, whether that is something even bigger, find yourself someone or some people who will support you and ask for their help. Take up the space to ask your spouse, your partner, your friend, your person, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm working towards. This is the space I want to take up today. I would like your support. And that can look, again, like a couple different things. For example, if you are going to a family function and you know that you're going to talk about your new business, or you're going to talk about the fact that you're not taking a managerial role because you don't want to manage people. You want to be an independent contributor and you have a fair assumption that someone is going to say something in disagreement with you. Ask your person, your spouse, your partner, yada, yada. Hey, I'm going to take up space and let my uncle know that I am not taking this managerial position. I would like your support in making sure that I stand my ground. I would like your support in helping me to stand my ground and not over explain and share the necessity, but that's it right? Let them know what kind of support you need. Let them know what kind of support you would like that would feel most supportive to you. I thought this was going to be a short and sweet like 15 minute episode, but this topic takes up space, right? Takes up space and is a big topic to unpack. This is something that I will definitely be doing future episodes on. But for now, it's about really understanding the importance of taking up space and also practically applying it, which is why I ended with giving you a couple of tips. 
I hope that this was a helpful episode. I know that there is a lot in it and that there is a lot of passion in it, a lot of a lot of me in it, right? This was definitely a, a powerful episode to record. So thank you for being with me today on this one. And with that, before I close out, I want to wish you happy holidays if you celebrate. If you do not, I wish you a happy couple of days. And in true Chrissy taking up the space that she wants, I am letting you know that the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast is going to take a brief break until the middle of February 2023. So I will be off air publishing new episodes for the next few weeks. But this is episode number 35, so you have got plenty of other episodes to catch up on if you've not been following me since the beginning. And if you have any questions, any comments, want to get in touch, absolutely connect with me on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger. Connect with me through my website, chrissymellinger.com. Send me a review on iTunes. Like this, subscribe, follow on the other directories, and just connect with me in general. I will be back. This is a see you later, not a goodbye, but I am taking up space for myself and for some other projects in the next few weeks. So I will see you all later. Alrighty, so there we have it for this week's episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. It has been my pleasure being here with you today. If you've got any questions of any sort, go ahead and find me on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger or submit a form through my website, chrissymellinger.com, and I will get back to you personally. Otherwise, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more like it, be sure to subscribe, follow, and submit a review so I can make sure that the good stuff keeps on coming. Can't wait to be back with you next week. Enjoy your day.